Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Rampage Coffee. At Rampage Coffee, they have all sorts of different kind of blends of coffee. They have some merchandise and rubs as well. For me, my go-to is the C4 blend. It packs one heck of a punch, and it's enough to crank a diesel engine in the morning. And for me, not being much of a coffee guy, I don't like to drink it all day. So one or two cups of C4 blend, and I'm good for the day. If you don't really know which one to get, I would highly suggest one of the bundle kits. And you can customize them, so you can try all sorts of different uh, varieties of blends and the size of packs that you want. And you can also get some merchandise in with your coffee kits as well. Also new for this year, they are now coming in K-Cups if you have a Keurig. So if you want to check those guys out, head over to RampageCoffee.com. And for you guys listening and watching this, if you use the promo code Buick at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your order. So that's RampageCoffee.com, promo code Buick, and you'll receive 10% off your order. Well, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a story that uh, has recently come up regarding another kind of content creator, TV show host, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You might have seen the news articles. Uh, It's about Alpine Carnivore. Uh, There are a couple that are from BC, uh, Michael and Lynn. I'm not exactly too sure how to say the last name uh value maybe but uh they got themselves into some pretty heated water and you know it's it's one of those stories where it is plain just negligence really uh when you when you read the articles the articles is slightly different to michael's side of the story uh michael he put up a video up on his Facebook page, and I watched it there. And uh, it's slightly different than what the articles are saying. Uh, you know, the articles are saying uh, they got charged with illegally hunting bighorn sheep, elk, and moose. Uh, according to him, it was sheep, moose, and bear. Uh, but on the article, it also goes on to say that they're going back into court in March for an elk incident that happened in Kamloops, I believe. I have it up here somewhere, but I kind of lost my place looking through this. But instead of telling you guys what what the articles say, I'm going to break this down into what he said uh, on his video, because he did just outright come clean and say, look, I am guilty of these charges. Uh, Basically... uh, There was a sheep hunt in Alberta, a moose hunt in Alberta, and a bear hunt in BC. And it's when he was telling his side of the story, he it's not like he was spotlighting or hunting without tags and, you know, trespassing or anything like that. Like it was almost just like being an honest poacher but a stupid one at the same time so basically we'll start off with the alberta sheep uh so he had a sheep tag uh 
but what happened was they drove into an area that's a no motorized vehicle area and according to him they dropped off all their bags and stuff after speaking to a co or a conservation officer uh and they drove back out and then they hiked back in so they had him kind of on that where he was driving a no motor vehicle area uh and then when they hiked into the spot there is a very fine line from where they were hunting and where there's like a closed area, like a habitat zone kind of a thing. And what happened was, according to him, they, they hiked through a couple of different ridges and they're trying to spot some rams and stuff like that. And they found a little bed of rams uh, down in a valley. And he said they were about a kilometer away. So they went to bed at night. And when they woke up in the morning, they went after those sheep, but they weren't paying attention to the borders. And what happened was they ended up hiking into that closed region, shot the sheep. Uh, they tagged it uh, wrong and then they hiked out with it. Uh, according to him, when you tag a sheep, you're not allowed to put the tag through the nose and it's a lot different than uh, BC tags. Like in British Columbia, you have a piece of paper that you just cut and then you hold and you keep on to you. Where in Alberta, you get these little metal clips and you have to actually attach it to the animal. And I guess with the sheep, there's a certain place that you have to attach your tag to. And again, this comes down to just knowing the actual laws and regulations uh you know if he would have went to whatever page in the book and it would have said how to properly tag an animal he would have read that the tag must go through its eye before you attach the tag because that little metal clip it's it's kind of like the same thing you get when you go like skiing and snowboarding like your little ski pass it's a little piece of bendable wire that you put through like your zipper kind of thing but in this case, you actually attach it to your animal or to the hide. And with the sheep, you have to put it through the eye. And I'm assuming that's after you have skinned it out. What he did was he put it through the nose. And again, he didn't go into any details whether that sheep head was skinned out or not. Uh, my guess is that it was skinned out. And if it is skinned out, then you have to actually attach it to the animal carcass, not the hide. So that's their reason why you have to attach it to the eye and not to the nose. Cause maybe if he skinned it out and you just have a cape with you, he just put it through the nose. But then in that case, it's not exactly attached to the animal carcass in a way. Uh, with the tag thing though, like I can see where they went wrong. Uh, to me, that is kind of a stupid rule. I mean, he had a tag and he did tag the animal. That doesn't take away that he hiked into a wrong area and he shot a, a sheep that was in a closed off area. Uh, but the tag thing, you know, that's that's the least concerning part. You know, when you're, uh, especially when it comes to sheep hunting, you do as much research as humanly possible when you're going into sheep country. And, you know, for them to just blatantly drive their truck into a, a no motorized vehicle area, right then and there, like, you got to give your head a shake. Uh, I'm glad you got caught on that one. And then 
after they drove out and they hiked back in, they grabbed their stuff, and then they hiked into a closed-off area. Again, did you do it on purpose or was it an accident? It's hard to say. Uh, if you don't have a GPS and you're just going off of maps, it can be a little bit difficult, but at the same time, there's a lot of those places where people don't hunt in them. Well, obviously because they're closed off and it's illegal to go in there. But a lot of times that's where the big sheep live because there's no pressure on them. So it's a, it's a very, very great area. But in the end, he ended up getting caught uh, with a sheep that he shot in a closed area and it was tagged wrong and they nailed him for that. Uh, the second one is a moose hunt in Alberta. Uh, I, I don't exactly know how it works in Alberta, but he said he bought a tag off of one of the outfitters. So who knows, maybe there's some sort of a deal you can make with the outfitter where if they have extra tags or something like that, you're able to, do, uh, to buy like one of their allocated tags from the outfitter kind of a deal. And he said he grew up hunting in Ontario. And in Ontario, the rules are a little bit different they said you can have two hunters with one tag as long as you're three kilometers from each other and within radio communications. However, in Alberta, uh, it's one hunter, one tag. Same thing with BC. One hunter has his or her own tag, and you can't, you can't let somebody else shoot an animal on your tag unless it's uh, a youth tag, I think. But... What he did here in Alberta was he went under the assumption of Ontario rules. And again, just being completely pure, negligent, and lazy, and not reading the regulations. Uh, and to top it off too, like it was his cameraman's moose tag. So he didn't even purchase the tag himself. Uh, so anyways... Him and his cameraman went into Alberta. They talked to a guy, an outfitter. They bought a tag off the outfitter. Uh, well, the cameraman bought a tag off the outfitter. They went in. The cameraman filmed the hunt. And then uh, Michael shot a moose using the cameraman's tag. And again, they got caught for that. Uh, that one, rightfully so, again, just being pure stupid and lazy and not reading regulations not knowing any laws whatsoever and what drove me nuts with this too is at the beginning of the video he said he started up alpine carnivore because he didn't know how to hunt and he didn't uh he really didn't know what he was doing so alpine carnivore was kind of for them to document them how to learn how to hunt and how to bring an audience along and learn with them but then he kept mentioning that he hunted in ontario for 20 years and he knows all the laws in Ontario. So with him and his whole why he started Alpine Carnivore, as soon as he said that he hunted in Ontario for 20 years, I kind of figured he was kind of full of it and already lying. So when he said the thing about the sheep hunt and not really knowing where they were and they accidentally walked into the closed area, again, uh, you know, I just, I couldn't take the guy serious. Uh, and then when you look at his BC bear hunt, 
uh, it was under the same assumption as the moose hunt. He figured uh, you can have one tag between two hunters as long as you're three kilometers within each other and in radio content uh, contact, which isn't the case at all in BC. So what he did was they're in BC on a bear hunt and he had two bear tags. He shot one, everything's good and legal there, but they seen another one and he didn't want to shoot. But his wife said, I would shoot that bear. So under the assumption of Ontario laws, which he's not in Ontario, again, he's in British Columbia, he thought it was fine for his wife to shoot that bear using his tag, which it's not. It's totally illegal. And the crazy thing is, I'm pretty sure they're BC residents. So it's not like it would have been hard for her to get her own bear tag. I think in BC, a bear tag is like $15. But anyways, his wife shoots a bear using his tag, and they got dinged for that. Uh, and with this being in Alberta and BC, the BC conservation officers had to team up with the Alberta conservation officers, and it was, uh, what did they call it here? They basically called it like a, a cross-provincial uh, investigation. So it took a lot of time and resources for BC and Alberta to kind of come together to, to slap these fines on these guys. Uh, I'm just looking through the one article here. And one thing that the guy was saying is that uh, some of these articles, they really blew it up. And, uh, you know, I've seen uh, not similar cases, but I've seen what some conservation officers do where they'll, they'll actually, like, catch you doing something wrong. And then they like tack on extra on top of it just to make sure that you plead guilty. And they, they pretty well say like they'll kind of break with you. They'll they'll drop these other charges as long as you plead guilty to this one kind of a thing. And I kind of think that's what they did with these guys. But at the same time, like uh, I don't know, because the I'll start scrolling through this article here now that we've kind of gone through Michael's side of things. Um, and it starts off by saying that they must pay a combined total of more than $31,000 in fines for legally hunting bighorn sheep, elk, and moose between August 2020 and September 2021. It goes on to say, Alberta Fish and Wildlife Enforcement said the couple have been convicted of several offenses, including hunting without a license, hunting in a closed season, providing false information, and abusing licensing requirements within protected wildlife areas as well as unlawful possession and export of wildlife so things like like this where it says unlawful possession and export of wildlife that basically kind of comes down to they poached an animal and then they took the animal home because it's it technically is unlawful to be in uh, possession of that uh, wildlife so it's that's one of those things where they just kind of tack on to it just to make your life a little bit worse. And, I mean, like, in this case, it's rightfully so. Uh, they've been fined $25,000 combined in Alberta. Uh, the Alberta 
Fish and Wildlife Enforcement said on a Facebook post on Thursday. Then it goes on to say the BC Conservation Officer Service said Michael pleaded guilty to allowing his hunting license to be used by another person and has been fined $4,500. His wife also admitted to hunting without a license in the same incident and received a fine of $2,000. So that's a black bear incident. Uh, these actions show a blatant disregard for fish and wildlife laws in BC, and that's pretty well how I started this podcast. Uh, they went in just willy-nilly, total disregard to everything. Uh, you know, it's our responsibility to read the hunting regulations, especially what makes it even worse is when you're filming something and you're trying to quote-unquote, teach people and learn with other people. I mean, number one rule is to know the laws. Uh, you know, and it's it's not like they had a little slip or a little hiccup where, you know, say they got out of the truck and they shot a chicken with their twenty two, and they ejected the shell, but they forgot to take the magazine out and they put the gun back in the truck. That I could kind of see as, like, an oops that you get caught for kind of a thing. Because, I mean, like, I'll be the first to admit I have done that. I've shot a chicken. I grabbed my gun. I put it on the seat of the truck. Went up, grabbed the chicken, came back, went, oh, crap. Magazine's in the gun. And uh, it's technically, you know, a, a loaded firearm in the vehicle. Even though there's nothing in the chamber, the magazine is still in the gun. So they, I mean, really, if you were pulled over right then and there, I would have got a fine for having a loaded gun. And that's one of those deals where it's it's like a gray area. You're not actually driving around with it in the in the truck loaded like that. However, on paper it is illegal to do so. And when it comes to filming too, like you have to be so incredibly careful because like you could catch something like that and not really notice right away and it was just like an honest mistake but then as you're editing and putting stuff together you go oh crap I like blatantly broke the law on film where these guys like they film their hunts and you know with this stuff too like like I can't even come up with the words to describe like like how illegal this is what they did it what they did wasn't a slight slip up this was just pure arrogance and uh you know when he when he made his video i watched it and i kind of felt bad for the guy and i was like well you know maybe you were just kind of like an honest poacher i can see how this stuff has happened and you know but at the same time you can't use someone else's tag and if you are hunting in anywhere really you should know at least some laws in this case it seemed like they didn't know hardly any laws other than you needed to buy a tag and uh, you know it's, it's just plain disrespect and disregard for the laws and for all like the quote-unquote like good hunters like the guys that actually study the regulations like it's a bible like you're supposed to and again like they're something like the no hunting area for the sheep 
there's some spots around my place where there's some iffy borders and I'm not exactly sure where it goes because some of it goes by a road, some goes by a river, some of it is height of land. And if I know it's a road, well, then that's easy. On the left, we can. On the right, you can't. Some, it goes by the height of land. But then when you're out there, you look, there's three ridges. It's like, well, I think it's the one in the middle. But if you're not too sure, just go one over one more just to make sure. You know, and with these guys, the way he described it in his video, he didn't have a clue. And he blamed it on not having cell service and not having maps and stuff like that but I mean man if you're going in the mountains after a sheep you have at least some printed off maps or you have a GPS with you and with the GPS is it clearly shows maps and lines if you have a good one uh, on where the areas are and you know for something like sheep hunting a $300 Garmin uh, GPS with the maps downloaded into it is a cheap investment compared to everything else that you pay for to go on a sheep hunt. Even if it's, if it's if it's a DIY sheep hunt, you're still spending so much money and time on the gear and just getting there. And uh, also the possibility of getting like, what was it, a $25,000 fine? A $300 GPS is a hell of a lot cheaper than $25,000. So in this article, it goes on to say that unfortunately cross-border poaching is not an unusual occurrence. Uh, especially when you get down to like kind of Grand Cache, Tumblr Ridge kind of area, if you're hunting in the mountains there, uh, you can very easily slip into one province or the other if you don't have maps or GPS. Uh, but again, uh, just pure arrogance, lazy, whatever. If you spent, you know, a couple thousand bucks on a spotting scope, again, that $300 GPS is uh, almost pocket change compared to that. Uh, and then it goes on to say Alpine Carnivores has been running since 2021, according to Wild TV, and has more than 10,000 subscribers on its YouTube channel. Uh, however, on Friday morning, the specialty channel said it was deeply disturbed and disappointed by the news and had removed all Alpine Carnivore content from its programming on all, uh, on all platforms, and that's on Wild TV. Uh, Wild TV continued to say, we do not condone or support any hunting practices that break the law or go against our values. And, you know, again, like, what they did, it, it wasn't a, a simple slip-up. It's just pure arrogance, like read the hunting regulations. I know I've said that, I don't know how many times, but it's just pure disregard to all of this. It makes me really wonder what else they have done that they've gotten away with. Because this is just three things that they got caught on. Uh, the article goes on to say here, uh, in a video posted to the Alpine Carnivore Facebook page, which is the one that I'm kind of quoting here, uh, Mitch said he was not without guilt and apologized to those affected by his actions. Uh, none of this was done with uh, malicious intent. Not one time did I go in there and go, oh, we're going to go poach this animal illegally. That never even crossed my mind. That's uh, 
there's not, just to be clear, dozens of hunts over multiple provinces where we've committed offenses. That's where it's really hard to to say. Uh, you know, I mean, in a way, the whole tag thing, of course, if he had it in his mind that the way it's run in Ontario is the way it's run everywhere else, then yeah, sure, he is being honest here. He didn't go in thinking like, hey, we're just going to poach animals. Because, you know, he did buy tags. He did have the tag holder with them. And then, you know, basically they killed something without a without a license or without a tag. Um, but again, they didn't know the rules. The rules in Ontario are way different than the rules in BC and in Alberta. And even... Alberta and BC, the rules are different between each provinces too. Uh, you know, like uh, my moose tag that I had last fall, it was a combined hunt. So there was three hunters that put their name in for a limited entry draw. Out of those three, we got the tags. And out of three guys, we were allowed two tags, but we also had to have printed off uh, the LEH draw results, and we also had to have printed off our LEH uh, harvester report. So the way that worked is if one of the three hunters shot a moose, whoever shot it cut their own tag. We still all had to buy three tags, but we could only harvest two of them. So once is that hunter harvested that moose they had to cut their tag mark it on their harvest report and then at the same time get in touch with the other two hunters and they also had to mark down in their harvest report that that hunter got a moose where in this case this isn't a, a leh uh shared hunt this was just an over-the-counter moose tag so it, it's totally totally different and it's in Alberta not BC so I don't even know how the draws work in Alberta but if I was going to go to Alberta and get a moose tag and put my name in for a draw or however it works I would look into it and I would read the regulations I'm pretty sure if you flip to page 25 or whatever it is it says blatantly what you must do and must have on your person but we'll go back to the article here and it says the couple are still facing more charges uh, the convic uh, convictions and guilty pleas come after a two-year interprovincial investigation according to the wildlife services in bc and alberta uh, the bc conservation officer says the services executed search, wa search warrants and seized illegally killed wildlife from both BC and Alberta. So that's all three animals, the sheep, moose, and bear. Uh, the service went on to say investigators used DNA analysis to match animal parts and a rifle seized in BC to kill sites and shell casings in Alberta. This was a complex file that concluded due to the dedication and cooperation from officers and colleagues in Alberta, said uh, the Alberta guy there. Uh, we'd like to thank them for their tireless efforts. Uh, 
uh, whatever their last name is there. Both the hunters, we'll say, uh, are banned from hunting for one year and all animals have been returned to the Crown. Uh, BC court records show the couple are still facing several other illegal hunting charges. Uh, charges. The Bellews are charged in uh, with a combined three counts of failing to comply with the terms of a permit in relation to a January 2022 incident in Kelowna. Michael is accused of hunting or carrying a firearm without a license in Beaverdell, BC in April 2022. The host was also accused of three counts of unlawfully possessing an importing plant or animal in a February 2022 incident in Kelowna, but those charges were stayed on January 8th. Uh, Alberta encouraged the public to report any information they have about wildlife or fishery violations, which can be done anonymously, and significant fines related to illegal hunting activities uh, serve as a strong deterrent to any would-be poachers. Uh, it sounds like their fines are much higher in, in Alberta than BC. In BC, that was a slap on the wrist, a couple thousand bucks, and you can't hunt for a year. Uh, but in Alberta, they got fined $25,000. But that's also a sheep thing. Uh, sheep are held a little bit higher on the pedestal than like bear, deer kind of a thing. But, uh, you know, this just goes on to show you that it doesn't matter who you are, where you hunt, whatever. You need to know the rules and you need to know the regulations. Uh, just because you grew up hunting somewhere and their rules are one way, doesn't mean they're the same in another province. Uh, if you're listening to this in the United States... I mean, it can change from county to county and state to state, you know, like it, you, you gotta know what the rules are. And it's up, it's up to us to really dive into, uh, reading this stuff. Uh, you know, there are some things where it's a little shady and it's a little hazy. And really, if, if you're not a hundred percent sure on like the, the wording or anything like that, call up the conservation officer and just blatantly ask them like, Hey, I want to do this. Is it legal or where, where does that line actually cross? Like, are you able to show me on a map? Like right here, this is where that closed area is. Like what they did. If it was like their first year or two hunting, I could see some mistakes being made. But the guy said he hunted in Ontario for 20 years. So in 20 years, I'm assuming he's read a regulations book, uh, you know, at least once or twice. He knew the regulations in Ontario, and, like, their rule is weird. Three kilometers from each other within radio content uh, contact, you know, like... That's a strange law to have, but I guess they have it in Ontario. So he knew about that law. So when he was filming a show, not just some idiot on YouTube with a camera like myself, but like, I guess you can call it published show, where you're kind of seen as a professional because you're on TV. 
and you blatantly don't know the laws and rules on a very simple law and rule, it makes me really scratch my head and wonder about what other laws that they have broke, uh, either unknowingly or just straight out knowing that they're breaking the law and went, I ah, will just play dumb on this one. And I'm assuming that's almost what they did with the sheep. They went, ah, you know, they're one ridge over, who's going to know? That's that's kind of my perspective on this whole thing. Or he could have been just honestly didn't know and he was just basically extremely lazy and uh, didn't want to learn. And he didn't want to read the regulations and they just winged it and said, hey, let's just go. But, uh, yeah, if you guys have anything else to add to this story, uh, you know, drop it in the comments below. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about it. And if Michael or Lynn listen to this or watch this or whatever, and uh, they want to add their two cents, like, by all means, like, I'm, I'm wrong every day. So, and I'm not trying to blast these guys. And I'm not trying to say, like, they're terrible people and they're terrible hunters and they should have their life turned upside down. Uh, again, if what happened the way he described it, then they did honestly break the law uh, not on purpose. It was a mistake and it was it was a very stupid mistake. However, they did break laws and they got caught and now they're paying for it. But it's just, it's a hard one to, uh, it's a hard one to believe just, just because of the way everything kind of went down. Because it wasn't just one hunt, there was three, and it was a three that they got caught on, you know. So, who knows, hopefully this is just a huge learning curve for them, and maybe now he'll actually, they'll pick up the regulations and actually read it and actually find out the the true laws uh and uh yeah hopefully they learn from it and in a year or two when they start hunting again uh you know hopefully they don't repeat their actions if they do then absolutely you know they deserve their life to be turned upside down because now instead of being like an honest poacher you're just straight out being a poacher and uh making the rest of us just look absolutely terrible. And, uh, yeah. But anyways, like I said, if you guys have anything to add to this or if Michael or Lynn are listening to this and want to set a couple of things straight, and you know, by all means, uh, please fix what I've said wrong. And, uh, you know, we can have an actual honest discussion about it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and point fingers and, and spread hateful messages. Uh, but I do want people to know that when it comes to, well, pretty well anything in life, you know, there are certain rules and regulations that you have to follow. Sometimes it's self-taught, sometimes it's self-learned, sometimes, uh, you have to do something stupid and get caught before you realize what you did was wrong. So yeah, anyways, guys, I hope you like this podcast. If you did hit that like button down in the bottom leave me a comment or two subscribe to the channel uh, if you're just listening to this check us out over there on the youtube page and uh yeah we'll catch you on the next one